Bluetooth headphones, it's just like sex. Once you go black, you never... We're, we're dialing, you're picking up. <laughs> this is stupid. Um... <laughs> what, are, what exactly are we pretending that we're doing? Hello, Do Taylor you... resident. <laughs> <laughs> on your rotary phone may I speak to Master Taylor please <laughs> let me check if she's home <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it in the colonies <laughs> that is so inappropriate how can you say these things about women Ryan uh, yeah I, I don't know because I wouldn't have thought that I would say that <laughs> I started typing that on Twitter. <laughs> no. Decided not to. Uh, that's, I guess that's the benefit of pseudonym. But of course, the benefit of using your real name is that it restrains you from stupid shit like that. So, Ideally, yes. Does it? Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. You are listening to the substandard expanded universe podcast. The SSEU is your number one source for garbage opinions and hot takes and anything from film to politics and everything in between. You can find us in the mega thread on Twitter using the hashtag SSEU where we give you a few free tweets and then ask you to subscribe to premium for a small fee. The SSEU is the fan cult of the are we? What are we the fan cult of? Sub Beacon. Sub the Sub Beacon. Sub Beacon expanded universe. But but no. we have Substandard in our name Be- mm. because it better describes who we are. We are. Yeah, we're definitely low standard. Or, I mean, are we like a kind of like an underwater lighthouse for submarines that alerts <laughs> them to where the shore is? <laughs> for submarines that's i'm sure nine out of ten seamen in submarines <laughs> listen to our podcast <laughs> that that definitely sounds like a real statistic <laughs> we are the I beacon for one, I, I for one love the sub beacon podcast when i'm <laughs> on my submarine <laughs> this this is, is neil armstrong on a submarine <laughs> now Holy cow. He can do everything. This is the 16th episode of the SSEU podcast, and I am Thomas, as usual, joined by Ryan and Chris. How are you guys? I was in the middle of a yawn. Sorry about that. (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. We have a a very special episode for you guys today. There is a very special treat in it that... But we're going to stick it at the end so that you have to listen to the whole podcast. (laughs) Or, Or will we? Maybe it'll be in the middle. Or it might be. don't know, so you can't skip to the end, so... Chris and I aren't even going to know. As most of you know, the Substandard Podcast is no more. They they are now the the Sub-Beacon Podcast, uh, which means that we we are... Are we looking for a new uh, sponsor or a new... um... Moniker? One-piece eyeglass things? (laughs) (laughs) A monocle and a top hat. We want to be Mr. Peanut. Don't we have to talk to Ricochet now? Didn't we already send him an email once? We did send him an email once. (laughs) How how did that go? 
They didn't email back, <laughs> and uh, Rob Long didn't email you. Who's I can't remember. There? I can't remember what joke I put in the email, but they probably didn't think it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you mention the Winchester reach round? <laughs> I don't think I did. Yeah. So we we have decisions to make. Whether we are going to stick with the same name whether we're still going to be the substandard expanded universe or if we're going to be something else. Or... Well, I think it depends on whether or not Ryan can get a tattoo artist to remove the substandard forever tattoo on his knuckles. <laughs> Half of I've, I've only got it on one hand so far. I was still working out how to get all the letters on there. But uh, yeah, that hand looks weird now. But what about if we instead become fans of another podcast, like the commentary one? Is that too Jewish? Crushing veracity. <laughs> Crushing morosity for life. <laughs> well, Sorab is gone now, and he was the crushing morosity. I think I think J Pod can do that fairly well on his own. Yeah. So I don't listen to commentary podcasts nearly as much as I should, but since I'm now a subscriber, I'll I'll probably listen to it every week. But what you does get it for Christine, free now? Yeah, it's free now. Um, Christine Rosen, uh, what, what does she bring? Does she bring crushing morosity or something else? I think Rosen brings Lady Insights to that podcast, and I think that might be. Uh, I think that might actually be needed. Uh, we could uh, we could become Remnant fans. Yeah, yeah. never. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Not as long as Jack Butler's around. <laughs> Honestly, he's not going to be around much longer because I think his podcast, that Young Americans podcast that he hosts off. with uh, Charlie Kirk and Candace uh, Candace whatever her name is, his his good Bergen. friends. Yeah, that's going to be like Candace Bergen. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. <laughs> it's the Murphy Brown podcast. Charlie Kirk and Jack Butler watch every episode of Murphy Brown and talk about it. Does the Federalist have a podcast network? Ben Dominance has host the Federalist Radio Hour. where Which is actually he, good sometimes because they have sometimes, KSA yeah. and MKH. Yeah, because uh, he's pretty good. But but I don't know. I like I scroll through the feed every once in a while and... Lately, it seems like it's just been a bunch of Federalist writers like okay. um, uh, Sean Davis and just okay. like, uh, I have no interest in. Yep. Uh, From what I hear, Ben does a pretty good job of kind of like, you know, pushing back on their arguments. But still, I don't I have no interest in hearing that. I guess I've only listened to it when it's been. Mary Catherine Ham and Kristen Soltis Anderson, because I've yeah. seen maybe on Twitter they're like, "Hey, I'm on, you know, today or whatever." Talking yeah, I think yeah. that's. Uh, yeah, I think those are basically the only ones I've listened to. I heard that uh, Vox also has a podcast, the huh. the Irrational oh. Review. They would be interested in us, I think. I think we're totally right up their alley, especially Thomas. Why? Thomas? What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. Well, Just they're in being an the ethnic minority, being an elf and all. <laughs> like they would, they would love him. We we prefer the term wood sprite. Okay. Attentive listeners will remember that early on, near the beginnings of this podcast, we had an ad for Palm.com, but we recently discovered that there actually is a product that goes by the name Palm. Ryan, would you like to talk more about this? It's yes. It's not so, what you think. It's not... Anyway, Ryan, go on. So it's kind of an extension of your phone, but it doesn't do as much as your phone. It's 3.3 inches, and it's <laughs> it's really... It's really... <laughs> 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 it's, really, 
So it's huge. <laughs> anyway, so the idea is that you can their 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 advertising is all about like, you know, don't be so stuck in your phone, you know, enjoy the world around you. Go for a walk in the park. Leave your phone at home. Play with your three point three inch thing. Take, Take your 3.3-inch thing to the park with you and play with it. It's just so stupid. So what does it do? You can basically send texts, make calls, and you have a little bit of a web capability. But it doesn't have like apps like Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. So it's basically – it has a camera on it. Like it's $350 for you to – pay – question. You have to pay a a data – Pay for a data plan for it? Yeah, plus $10 a month on top of your regular cell phone plan. So, you know, you got you get the new uh, – it's actually not for iPhone. It's only Android uh, right now probably because Apple would be like, uh, well, like, we have, we have, the a, watch. Point of this? We have yeah. a watch that does more than that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just like they have a – one of their uh, – they have a picture on their website. They have a picture of like Steph Curry playing basketball. And I guess you're supposed to assume that he has the palm – in his pocket while he's playing basketball is just like I thought I saw a picture of a guy playing basketball with it strapped to his wrist. Yeah, that's him. That was Steph Curry. <laughs> to his okay. wrist. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, when you play basketball, don't you strap a, a smaller version of a phone to your wrist? Yeah, I usually do. You know, I'm, I'm usually just getting taking the shoelaces out of my shoes and I just tie my phone to my wrist. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me get this. So right. it's a device. Yeah. It's a device that's not a phone, but you need to have a smartphone. Like, have, yeah, like, it's basically like okay, no month. one's gonna no one's gonna completely cut themselves off from the rest of the world and you know just leave their phone at home. You want to be lightly tethered, you know, to the internet or to your phone or whatever in case you get a text or a call. But like, how how are you making these decisions? Like, okay, yeah, I probably won't need my phone. I won't need to. I won't need an app. I won't need to get an Uber. I won't need you know anything like this. So I'll leave my phone at home this time i yeah i'll, I'll so, be fine i'll yeah, be fine yeah, i'll be fine i'll, I'll, I'll take, take a smaller thing. version of a phone yeah like to save what like uh, a few <laughs> ounces <laughs> so is it is it geared so when i was looking at their website earlier so apparently it's at verizon uh, and maybe yeah. another network or something so uh, far it's only on verizon but they're trying to get um more right. I can't believe I didn't realize that was Steph Curry. Is it geared towards people who are active? Is that the play here? Like, I guess. Palm is a more versatile companion that can be worn many different ways. Slip it into a sports sleeve and hit the gym with all your favorite fitness and music apps. Again, a watch, a smart watch, will do everything that this does. I, honestly, like my iPhone's not that big. I run with my iPhone in my pocket. Like, it, I just don't see how much like size or weight you're saving so there's even a chart that compares it to a smartwatch. so both it says have ultra mobility and fitness sensors but only the palm has a camera full keyboard messaging and something called an expanded accessory ecosystem which i can't believe i've lived without that (laughs) so so let me get this right i'm supposed to i'm supposed to have a palm a smartphone a tablet and a laptop I need yes. all of these things. And yeah. you're skipping your... You have a desktop computer yeah. as well. Thomas. Oh, and I probably still also need a smartwatch anyway. Yeah, probably need a smartwatch. Well, yeah, for when you can't take your palm with you. And, <laughs> you know, so, and have you mentioned... So you you got to decide, do I take my phone, my palm, and my watch? 
Do I take just my palm and my watch? Do I take just my watch? Do I take just my phone? Do I go just phone phone watch or do I go just phone palm? <laughs> so you got a lot of decisions to make. Watch laptop. Watch laptop. So so oh, tablet never mind. tablet. The meeting's palm. over. I guess I'm not leaving. <laughs> so I will be paying a few hundred bucks. Three hundred and fifty. To get $50. to get something that's sort of like a phone, but that doesn't have but the functionality of a phone. And again, you can't replace your phone with this, right? It's not like you. So you said it's ten dollars a month for the service. It's not like you can just have this, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. You have to have your phone. Okay. So you know you're adding what like phone phones are like seven eight hundred dollars. So you're adding almost half the cost of a phone. Of a phone. On top of it, just to have the, like, like if you need a camera, why are you not just taking your phone or your camera? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. people still do that, right? Um, I, carry I'm cameras not, around. Yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. what that is. Yeah. So, so this is in, instead of an ad for Palm, uh, this is an anti-ad. This is stupid, and no one should go out and buy it. Everyone, yeah. but but please do go to Palm.com and scroll through and laugh at all like the stupidity of this device, please. <laughs> It's a real thing. We're not. It's totally not joking. It's real, and it probably doesn't sound real. But go and laugh at at Sven Curry and this stupid yeah, device. Can, get can, it there in some kind of a uh, some kind of an armband. Yeah, he he could probably play in games with that. That'd be fine. I'm sure that's not going to affect his shooting stroke nah. at all. Yeah, and it's on his right arm too. Yeah. We're Speaking of strokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, where are you going with this? Go on. Go on. Did did someone die of a stroke? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I thought we were transitioning to that. Penny Marshall, did she have a stroke? I don't know, but like, <laughs> like J Pod on the newest Glop says that that she died of the diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> did I you heard hear that. that? Yes. He didn't say diabetes. <laughs> he didn't. Like, he, he said diabetes. He didn't say it like like Wilford Brimley like he said, ironically. He said like she had the diabetes. The diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and like. Here it is in this solemn moment of the podcast. He's trying to do a tribute to her, and I'm like guffawing in the car I, as I listen to it. I reacted the same way when he said that. Today was a big day for uh, SSEU Premium. We did our first annual Secret Santa exchange. Although I believe that it's probably going to take place over the next few days because not all of the presents or gifts have been delivered yet. So we're doing Secret Santa in the true spirit of Christmas because that's what it's all about. And... Um, uh, next year, we're probably going to expand it uh, to include more people. But, uh, Chris, I believe that you received uh, your secret Santa gift. Did. Tell I did. us more. Good. Uh, I received it today. Um, I got home from running some errands and doing some stuff, and it was there in the porch. So I was very excited. Um, mm. So I was maybe the fifth to receive it. I opened mine up from Lord Sauce, and inside, for me, were Bluetooth earbuds, which were really really a blessing uh a tremendous blessing holy crap on tuesday i lost my airpods my apple airpods that i had what i mean they are very compact which is a feature usually but you know um i don't know where they are ryan what's the problem with this do you know how expensive airpods are i have no idea they're like $175. They retail for that. I got them at Costco for maybe $130, $140, uh, right, which why? is a lot of money. Why? Why? I'll tell you what. They're great. But do you know what they are? No, I have no idea. 
Well, they're like they're wireless they're earbuds, basically head- headphones. Yeah, yeah. Is that so, no- like you don't need to have your phone on you. You can have your phone just somewhere in the house. You stick the earpods in, and you can talk on the phone. You can listen to podcasts. The bad thing about how I could see that they're easy to lose is that they're not like I have JBL uh, wireless headphones that you know they're tethered together. Um, okay, yeah. But that yeah. the AirPods are just each you know they're they're a bud. So yep, and they come two. in this tiny little case, which is actually the charger for them. So, what's uh, the reach of this? Just inside a house? Yeah, yeah, I'd say probably thirty. Uh, whatever, 50 whatever feet. Bluetooth is. Yeah. So, like, I, I looked on my find my iPhone, and like the last time that they talked to the internet through my phone, I guess, was at the movie theater. So I don't know. As I was Ooh. sneaking candy into the movie theater in zippered pockets, I probably dropped them like into the parking lot on the ground. As you deserve. As I deserve for doing that. My wife was like, do you think they're in the parking lot? I'm like, okay, if they are, like someone drove over them, I'm sure. But at least that would give me closure. And and so I'm not rifling through everything in my house trying to find them. Are these specifically for Apple or the ones for Android? I think they're just... Well, they, have... they probably work with Android. They're actually, they're like, uh, Maybe. it took me, yeah. you know, they've been around for years. And I had just got them, like, two months ago. I saw them finally at Costco for a little bit cheaper and I never thought I would go for it, but I did. It was an impulse buy. And um, now that I've gone without them for two days, I really miss them. Anyway, what I got from Megs, the uh, one of the lady lawyers that has yet to be on the SCU podcast, was a pair of Bluetooth headphones. Not AirPods. Like, we had a $20 limit. Um, but these are probably more than 20 bucks. But um, thank you, Megs. It was an amazing gift. Uh, very timely. Uh, and she also got Zootopia for the kids so that they could watch... Uh, second tier uh, Disney film. <laughs> okay, uh, so Ryan, what did you get? Nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nothing has arrived for you. Mm-mm. And from the sounds of it, doesn't sound like the person that I sent a gift to has uh, gotten theirs either. Did you not use Lord Bsauce? Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, there's pretty good tracking information there. Yeah, but I don't care if they got it or not. <laughs> And Ryan wonders why he didn't get a gift. Uh, Chris, how was yours uh, addressed? It was delivered. Mine was addressed to Haberdude. Mine, uh, my Secret Santa gift addressed to uh, to Thomas, also known as Commie Swede. So uh, <laughs> thank you. So I believe that uh, uh, these were sent by. I don't believe. I know that these were sent by by Andrew. So Andrew actually ended up sending me two books. So uh, one is, so as we have discussed on the podcast, I'm moving to Arizona in about, in, in, in less than two weeks, at the end of the month. And he sent me a book with, I assume that these are like travel tips. Uh, so it is your travel guide to Arizona's local legends and best kept secrets. It's called Weird Arizona. And it looks amazing. And I can't wait to, to actually go through this. So they're trying to, like, the Grand Canyon is in Arizona, like, there's Sedona and all of these well-known tourist locations, but there is a lot of cool stuff in this book uh, that I will try to visit. And he also included a second book, which is called A Banquet Without Wine, which is a book about Liverpool football club since the beginning of the Premier League era in 1992. So it's a quarter century of Liverpool football club history, and I'm really excited about that. I had no idea that they played football in England. 
I mean, I know every gridiron. they play. They Throwing play. Throwing the pigskin around. They, they. I mean, the NFL plays a game there at at Wembley Stadium, but I didn't know that they play it in Liverpool too. I guess they're like minor league teams, probably for the Must NFL. Be. Must be. That's cool. Savages. All right, but so we're exporting American CTE to <laughs> yes, yeah. But but so so I actually have a question. So I I will use terminology that you guys are aware of. You are aware of the existence of uh, English soccer teams, right? Oh yeah. So like, tons yes. of soccer players, which yeah. which ones can you name? Uh, oh, Crystal City, uh, Tottenham Hotspur. United. Um, uh, there's uh, the David uh, Beckham's. The FC Bristol United City Club. One of the Spice Girls. Okay, okay, just yes. Forty Spice. Never mind. Transition. We're moving on. West West Ham. Best Western. <laughs> Newcastle upon Tyne FC United. Club. Okay, okay, Football that's Club. that's enough. Across so, the pond. Bl- blimey on the on the Manchester. <laughs> Manchester by the sea. <laughs> yes, yes, that it's they a very a team, it's a very right? sad team. Liverpool is one of the bigger soccer teams in England, but since the inception the players of the, are bigger or what? As in reputation, Chris. Okay. Since the inception of the Premier League in 1992, Liverpool has never actually won the top flight in England. So they have never won the Premier League, uh, and they're the only major team to not have done so. Whereas, like. In the 1990s, even Blackburn Rovers managed to win the Premier League. So being a Liverpool fan is, it's more of a tragedy than anything else. We we suffer a lot. I don't know what the American equivalent would be. It would have been like the Cubs until recently. I guess their stretch without the World Series was even longer, though. But uh, there are teams that, that have been along longer than since 1992 that have no championships. Yeah. The Mariners would be one. Yeah, in in the NHL, the Blues have been around for a long time and they still don't have a Stanley Cup. Uh, I mean, the Reds haven't won the World Series since 1990. Be- before 1992, Liverpool, they were really successful and they actually managed to win the top flight, but it's it's just not worked out for them. Uh, so what was there before the Eng- English Premier League? What was it? So that's only since 1992? Yeah, so it was called uh, the First Division or something like that, the, the top so flight. So Liverpool had championships yeah, during that yeah, era. Okay. Yeah, just not in the past 25 years or so. So in the spirit of Christmas, uh, we have uh, decided to bring a guest on today's podcast. We uh, have? Shut up. Flag, are you there? I am here. I'm here. Happy to be here. Happy to be back. Yeah, you are our uh, sec- second repeat guest, right? Who beat me? Who's the first one? Well, we had Jason on to do a micro for the uh, bracket. The last one we did. 2000s bracket. It was memorable. So we do things a little bit differently on this podcast. One of our most successful segments to date is our poetry corner uh, with Flag from an earlier episode. And it was such a hit. People are still talking about it. So we figured that we would bring Flag back to do another poetry section. Uh, And since it is Christmas uh, time, it's the holiday season, I believe that Flag's uh, poem is about Christmas, is that correct? That is correct. I'm a little embarrassed that I had it in my head that I would write a lot more poetry than I have, but it turns out writing poetry is hard. (laughs) (laughs) So That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) What inspired this current poem? Uh, I was just thinking about uh, the the, the true spirit of Christmas and our secret Santa and 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 Megathread and 
yeah, giving and, and um, loving yourself and, and others right. as so, much as possible. Right. So we talked earlier in the podcast about uh, Secret Santa and how we have done one in the, in the SSEU for some of us. What, what did you get for Secret Santa? Uh, I got artwork. I, I got um, how to describe it. Um, <laughs> I would say I would say handcrafted bunny beaver erotica. <laughs> That's the best description. Beaver. Is it erotica? Isn't erotica a, a term, a literary term? Like, did she write you a novel? Uh, she, well, she wrote me a, a very novella? nice a very nice uh, a note that kind of was a companion piece that helped me interpret the artwork. Okay, but it's artwork, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, hand hand drawn, hand drawn. I'm not worldly like you guys, so I don't know. Is I didn't realize erotica was a term for art, for visual art. Oh sure. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I don't really think anybody else put that much thought into it. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, most people just you know it speaks for itself. I mean, I'm not that picky. Hentai, brassers, erotica, whatever. Uh, So. Oh my. (laughs) All right, Uh, flag. Uh, Give us your poem. All right, here's the poem. It's called uh, Twas the Night Before Mega Christmas. Twas the night before Mega Christmas when all through the thread not a creature was stirring, not even Haber Poopyhead. <laughs> the orders were finalized, confirmations received, in hopes that Lord Besos would leave nobody peeved. <laughs> One child wandered in, now sprawled across my bed, my best shot at sleep, surely out in the shed. I glanced at my phone and opened up Twitter, wondering whether I could get any more bitter. I wandered downstairs to get a glass of water, free at last from a restless, snoring daughter. Sitting down at my table with a notebook in hand, scribbling thoughts for a book I already can't stand. <laughs> but before my mind's eye stretched tidings of the past year, two podcasts, an expanded universe to bring me good cheer. Sonny, JBL, and Vic chatter on. Dude's chatting has no equal. Remnant, be gone. <laughs> Continetti and Warren, both up to the task. Though more Star Wars talk, and I'll reach for the flask. <laughs> now woodshop, now mulch, now Tesla rant for the ages. Anti-Georgetown fury, it's unleashed in stages. To the beach we'll all go, except for Sonny. The sand, you see, it's gross and not funny. <laughs> Gene says, guten tight, while JVL wheezes. Charlize Theron in Atomic Blonde really pleases. <laughs> that would be enough for a truly blessed year. But look, there's Megathread, always so near. Chris wrote a sitcom at my prompting, I'll add. At first, not tagging me. I'm over it, just glad. <laughs> Who knew such joy could emerge from cookie gifts? Garbage opinions never far from anyone's lips. Brackets, Moana fights, look, beaver nugs exist. Loud dishwashers and lows make JBL pissed. <laughs> Once you're in, your menchies, oh, they'll explode. But sometimes it seems these freaks speak in code. Millennials, so many. Man, they truly suck. But now they're my friends. Um, what the f***? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Internet friends? <laughs> no, that's not creepy. We communicate in premium. Mary's never sleepy. <laughs> Wait, we're going to meet in D.C.? You're kidding, right? <laughs> a party at the last on a Saturday night. Shannon's our dear leader, hugs all around. My ribs done broke, but new friends abound. <laughs> Two kinnies, a Swede, a cactus, and a woo girl. When Piper saw Lincoln, it made her want to hurl. <laughs> Steven's a pirate, not a giant. His dating app aglow. Better swipe left, dude, because that one's a hoe. <laughs> Matt in the corner. Woke stretchy pants. You dig? Holy shnikes, Vic's head. It really is that big. A podcast about a podcast? That sounds dumb. Dude's counting sweet giggles. Here we come. Legal updates, fake sponsors. This just might work. But Haber Interrupter thinks he's frickin' Captain Kirk. Hey, hey. Rankings, hey. lady lawyers, and hey. restaurant reviews. We Harmony, someday you'll be in the news. Ryan, those movie quotes are sweeter than honey. Soon you'll be raking in all the cock money. <laughs> Thomas, he'll need it. He's off to study war. A fake doctor he's become, hopefully not a bore. A podcast about a podcast? It's actually damn funny. Though not as funny as Laura's slipper humping bunny. <laughs> I put my pen down, scratching my head. What a year it's been in the mega thread. And finally, to the sub-beacon, like a phoenix rising, I raised my glass while quickly subscribing. So I glanced again at my phone as premium shine bright. Merry Mega Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Thank you very little. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's... That was a masterpiece, was... flag. It only took, it only took was, me like 190 it, hours. That was really incredible. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Is, is this what you've been doing at Princeton? You've been composing this masterpiece? Well, Princeton doesn't know that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Skidmore College is like, so what did you do during yeah. your sabbatical? I did some mega thread poetry. Yeah, that's it. I'm put, well, I, I do have to turn in an annual report at the end. So I figured I'll, I'll, I'll turn in the poems and just see if I'm... I'm 98% sure no one reads the reports, but maybe I'll just <laughs> test that theory yeah. by including this poetry. Yeah, and include <laughs> hashtags. <laughs> Department heads like, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Flag. Thank you, Flag. That was a masterpiece. Was, yeah. uh, I didn't think you could do better than your Nugs poem, but that was incredible. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I just hope the, the cock money starts flowing in for you. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye, Black. Matt Roberts thinks that Pierce Brosnan is the number one James Bond. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take. Stupidest. Is that just because... He's Daniel Craig at six. <laughs> is what? Th is that, that is so stupid. Is that There because... wasn't even a good Bond movie until Daniel Craig took over. Shut up. But, so... <laughs> Does he rank Brosnan as the top one because he was James Bond when Matt was growing up? So that's the one. Where, where is this? Where is this ranking? 
Should we talk about this? It sounds like you have feelings. Yeah, let's talk about it. Steven has ranked them before, and he, and he put up his ranking with Casino Royale as number one, GoldenEye as number two, Fear Eyes only. He, you know, he's, he's one of the few of us who's probably seen them all. Ryan, who do you think is the best Bond? Um, who everyone else thinks is the best Bond? Daniel Craig. Sean they're, Connery? They're, no. That's, that's a so weird he, way of maybe spelling he his can name. Maybe he could be number two, but I don't even care. There was not. There hasn't been a good Bond movie until Daniel Craig became James Bond. False. Before, before that, Goldeneye was a good like, Bond movie. Goldeneye was great. No, it was silly and campy, and it was fine, but it wasn't like a real movie until Casino Royale. And even Quantum of Solace is better than the best Sean Connery Bond movie. But so there are. But did they have Denise Richards playing a <laughs> PhD? Uh, no. Was her name Christmas? Brosnan's were better than the Sean Connery Bonds. I I would probably put Pierce Brosnan second, because at least those were, you know, they were silly, but they were at least, you know, entertaining for how silly they were. Could you rank the Daniel Craig ones, please? Casino Royale. What's the third one? Is that Skyfall? Skyfall. Skyfall, then Quantum of Solace, then Spectre. I don't think I've seen Spectre. It was, well, I mean, I just ranked it as the last. It was, (laughs) I mean, it was okay with, if you watch, Quantum of Solace is better if you watch it, like, immediately after Casino Royale. It feels like Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace are almost like one movie. Die Another Day is Brosnan, right? Yep. Yes. And that is complete garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> of course, I don't remember much about Tomorrow Never Dies either, though. Uh, that's the one with the TV media mogul. I don't remember much about any of the Brosnan. I know I've seen them, but I just remember that, you know, they're pretty campy, which is fine. There was a there was an episode of Glop where Rob said that Roger Moore for his last Bond movie he was so old that he could yeah. essentially not do anything. Yeah, <laughs> well, so out of shape in that movie. Is just fat and yeah. like his cheeks were rosy from drinking a lot of really good red wine at lunch. And but, yeah, so, so the way Rob Long describes the last Roger Moore one, it sounds terrible. Just like the stunts are bad; they're very obviously not him. And so Stephen has what might be the <laughs> definitive James Bond ranking, where he has. And I'm pretty sure he's seen all of these. I'm pretty sure I have too at some point, but I only remember like half. So at number one, he has Casino Royale, GoldenEye, For Your Eyes Only, Goldfinger, and From Russia with Love in fifth. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Would you recommend the Bond movies to anyone? So if anyone wants to to watch an action movie, would you recommend yeah, the one of the Bonds? Yeah, the, the four Craig ones, yes, I would. There's a podcast called James Bonding. They basically would watch the Bond movies and have a guest on and talk about each one. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to that pretty regularly. And when they were going through them the first time, I think I watched most of them. I think that a lot of these have aged really poorly, though. Yeah. They, they are almost, some of them are almost painful to watch. The treatment of women in the older ones is mm. pretty <laughs> rough. So. Yeah. Uh, Six problematics. Yeah. Yeah. One of the rumors that they talked about in this podcast was that in Skyfall, they were going to have the original script was going to have Sean Connery come back and he was going to be living at Skyfall. And like basically James Bond was just going to be a code name so that there were, you know, a bunch of different James Bonds. Well, that would have changed things. 
Connery Woods going to be like, you know, at the house where, and that's where the retired James Bonds went and lived out their life or whatever. <laughs> that's so that's he, where they put out the pasture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like, but, but someone apparently just talked him out of it and was just like, no, this is stupid. Either that, I, I can't remember, but I think they had talked Connery into doing it. And then, um, something happened where either he backed out or someone like just said no this is stupid and they they rewrote it good so that would have just been if like you know james bond is just a code name so there's that would have just changed so much about the yeah it, it wouldn't have worked the, and that's yeah. a dumb explanation that, that's not necessary <laughs> no yeah no, it's no, not it at all um maybe they were inspired by uh, doctor who where where the doctor actually changes like there's an explanation for why the doctor is different right oh yeah they're trying to get some of that doctor who money <laughs> yeah all right so um do we have an ad today guys i don't no no we don't okay uh, so uh, i guess we're, we're transitioning without an ad we figured that we were going to talk a little bit about Potential Oscars nominees uh, and movies that might be up for Best Oscar. Picture. Oscars nominees? Oscar nominees. Who's Oscar? Uh, it's the Why guy. is he nominating? Oscar from is the guy in Rescue Rangers. Sesame Street. So JVL a while ago requested that we should discuss their rankings or their draft. But We're going to get to that. The, the problem is that we haven't uh, seen most of these movies. Uh, but we're we're still going to give it a shot. I think it's a problem that most of these nominees are movies that people don't watch. That's a problem. Or I guess they're I guess they're not nominated yet. But like With most the of the ones that, that we expect are very obviously Oscar Beatty. Like you make a certain movie that nobody cares about, and you know that that it's going to get attention by critics, and that's kind of dumb. I don't I don't mind that as long as it's really good and well done. I mean. I don't mind it. But, like, like, so three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is a perfect example of, like, a bot watching a thousand hours of, <laughs> of like, social justice movies and assembling something that would be conceivably acceptable for the, uh, the, the nominators. And I think that could have been good, though, if it was more grounded. It could have been. If it was more grounded in reality. Because some of the stuff, especially in the second half, just didn't seem to fit with the reality they set up in the first half of the movie. I literally so. don't know anybody who liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that was... I went. I actually saw it in theater, and I was so disappointed because the director, he also made In Bruges. Yeah, and I like In Bruges, and he also made Seven Psychopaths. Uh, are there any movies this year that are being discussed as best picture winners that you like? Well, I think we talked a little bit last week about mm -hmm. A Quiet Place, right. and I still... I still think A Quiet Place is the best movie I've seen this year. So I it, it's I hope it gets nominated, and I would be really happy if that won. But Do you think I, it has a shot? No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be something, you know, like Roma or something else like that. I, but, I mean, I haven't seen Roma. I haven't seen Green Book. I haven't seen um, uh, some of the other ones that we listed off earlier um are you gonna watch roma i don't know for, i mean i keep hearing different things like uh, like i've heard i think it was um i can't remember who it was it might have been j pod who was saying 
if you see it, you should only see it in the movie theater because that's where you'll put your phone away and pay attention to it because the first you know, hour is really boring. And if you're watching it at home, you're going to get your phone out. And then the second hour that's kind of interesting is not going to really pay off for you because you weren't paying attention to the first hour. But I'm sorry, like that's asking a lot of, of viewers. Like I'm not going to go through an hour. So that, that's what I've heard from everybody is that it's from Kyle Smith to uh, I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe that's what it was. Like, it might have been projected. Where like first hour is really boring. It's like yeah. there's no way I'm going to watch this movie. I don't care if it's free. Like I guess it's not free. I pay a subscription for Netflix, but you know it's included as part of that. Like that. Like I'm not going to push through an hour of boring black and white, you know, movie for a payoff in the second hour. Yeah, I don't think that I'm going to either. I don't know. It. I don't have a whole bunch of time to just <laughs> you know. sit there and be bored yeah so but, i don't know but uh, do you think that the voters are going to like it it's getting good reviews uh, so ryan what about the other movie you really liked uh, first man yeah i would be fun. i mean again i like a quiet place better but if a first man won then i think that would be great but i don't think that's going to happen because uh, a lot of people seem to have a lot of problems with okay let's say ryan shake cam while they're just when people are just walking having regular conversations stuff like that and other things so let's say you are the one man committee would you would you select first man as as best picture or would you be more inclined to do best director or something else i could see giving um best director to uh damien javelier to Chazel because I the scenes inside the rocket like when they were lifting off and stuff like that mm-hmm. are just to me they, those are just incredible uh, the way he shot those I, I'd also I mean John Krasinski I mean A Quiet Place is great like for Best Picture I would definitely go with A Quiet Place over First Man but again I don't think that either one of them are going to win I think it'll probably be something that's much less well known do you think it's going to be Green Book, uh, or is that just too obvious Oscar bait? Just like a white guy driving around a a, a gay well, black. Sometimes obvious position. Oscar bait wins. Yeah. What is your best picture, Thomas? What's your best picture for 2018? I think Ryan, for once, for once, Ryan and I are in agreement. I think I would probably pick A Quiet Place. Hmm. Uh, or And if I can't pick that, I would pick Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've also, I've seen A Star is well, Born. A Star is Born is pretty good for most of the movie but it kind of falls apart for me in the end it's like just some of the things that they put i do not think that they earned and also bradley cooper's voice is just ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) stupid voice he does it's just so dumb it sounds like me trying to do a character Uh, so so chris i know that you you don't see that many movies in theater uh but uh, if you were to pick a movie that you think is gonna win off, off this list of potential nominees, what what do you think the voters will go for? So hard to say, because I don't think even two weeks before last year's, I would have picked The Shape of Water. But then, like, right after they picked it, it, it became obvious. Like, of course they were going to pick the fish sex movie. Of course. <laughs> right. Like, uh, duh. Uh, so, can, can Black Panther win? I don't. I don't think so. Of course, if it wins, we'll be like, oh, duh. of course, it was Black Panther the whole time, right? You know, Wakanda forever. I mean, but, is the favorite, like, have you seen any of these, Tom? Have you seen the favorite? No, I haven't seen it. I'm, and I don't think I would enjoy it if I did. 
so yeah. that's that's one that I'm skipping. I haven't. I do s- want to see Eighth Grade, and I've heard that that's really really good because it was written and directed by Bo Burnham, who's a comedian that I really really like. Supposedly, it's really good. It might get nominated for Best mm. Picture, but I don't think it's going to win. Yeah, other movies that I could conceive of winning but that again i have no interest in actually watching myself or black clansman and if beale street could talk yeah I, yeah i could see those winning definitely yeah and i was i was surprised to see that people are talking about mary poppins as a best picture nominee yeah i was surprised about that as well i did not i mean for a lot of reasons it's, it's just opening isn't it i didn't expect that to be a best picture like in the conversation even for best picture lin-manuel miranda definitely helps the cause but i don't think it's nearly enough to to get much momentum no and emily blunt can be very winsome but yeah it's not it's not really best picture material that's why i don't think black panther is going to really have a shot either what do you guys think about i don't think vice has a chance but are you interested in i'm sorry if i'm i'm like are you interested in watching it yeah i'm gonna watch it for sure Thomas? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it. And I, I think that, so my impression is that if this was, I don't know, eight years ago, it would probably have been up there with a pretty good shot at winning uh, because it would have been more recent uh, yeah. and it would have generated more buzz. I mean, even though, like, as far as, like, politically, Adam McKay is an insane person and doesn't seem to have a real grasp of like what's actually going on but i think he's a pretty good filmmaker and he makes things entertaining even though uh, like a lot of uh, like i like the big short a lot but i mean it was a dumbed down version of what actually happened in the yeah. financial crisis because i read that book and there was there was a lot that he just left out so uh, what's funny is what uh, mckay finds terrifying and scary and whatever about dick cheney is exactly what conservatives love about him you know him being considered darth vader and shadowy and powerful like like i it's funny that uh, the more that that's played up i think the more neocons will, will love this movie um but also christian bale is great and i'm sure will be you know the trailers made the the even just the exchanges between that Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, they just seemed really good. Like, almost with nostalgia, like, missing that administration. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it will get a lot of neocons. Not necessarily the Trumpkins. I don't think they would right. be too excited, but a lot of the neocons are probably going to go see it. And even though McKay is attempting to portray Cheney as this terrible, horrible uh, human being and vice president, I think they're going to like it. Uh, but um, yeah, but, yeah, but 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 in liberal circles, I don't think they care that much about Cheney anymore. He's he's a war criminal with blood on his hands, but he is not the hot topic of the day. Yeah, so I, for that reason, I think both the movies too late. You've got to be either anti-Trump if you're going to make Osterbait, or you've got to be kind of intersectional, and uh, it, it is neither of those things. So that's why I didn't ask you about its Oscar prospects. I was more curious about whether or not you're excited to, to right. watch it. Yeah, no, yeah. we all agree that it doesn't have really stand a shot. And then we also have one movie that we haven't talked about yet, is Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, well, just like uh, college admissions departments, uh, <laughs> I don't think... What? 
I don't think uh, the Academy is is gonna give this movie a lot of love. So I have some Asian friends. This almost sounds like my best friend is Most, back. I have but, so many Asian friends. So <laughs> yeah, almost all my friends are Asian. So I, you know, it's okay. Yeah, no, and they they like it. So they've gone to see it. It's like a rom com, and they find it enjoyable. Uh, they really enjoy it. But yeah, no, I don't think. But they are not. A- aggrieved enough as a group they don't get into colleges even though they achieve higher than other groups and they're not going to get any they're not going to get nominated that that film is not going to get any love even though it's actually a movie that made money and and by all accounts was pretty decent no and i think this has uh, some people are trying to shed more of a light on this but the the scandal of asian american admissions to ivy league schools and other elite schools around the country, that that is one of the biggest tragedies today. So they yeah. talked about this on the commentary podcast about how, like, Jews faced the exact same discrimination, but because Jews were viewed as being privileged, no one cared. And it's the same for Asian Americans today. Yeah. And it's something that, say, publications like the New York Times or the Washington Post should write so much more about. Yeah. If the SSEU neocons got to decide, uh, Vice would probably be this year's Oscar winner. If Ryan got to decide, it would be A Quiet Place. And I believe that is all the time we have left for this episode. Make sure on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or whatever other app that you are using that you subscribe to the Sub Beacon podcast hosted by JVL, Vic, and Sunny Bunch. We will see you again next week, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, leave a review. Tell your friends. Merry Christmas, everyone. Black sure. Panther, everyone. You can find us in the mega thread on Twitter use, using the hashtag SSEU, where we give you a few filgega. Rubbish. <laughs> what was that verbal ejaculation? It, but yeah, I think it'll probably get dominated. Oh, wait, wait. What's that? Sorry. Thomas is one of the six people in America who actually has his phone on, like, not on silent. Is that your ringer? What? What was that? What was that song? It's whatever comes with the Samsung Galaxy. With the was Nokia. It sounded like a like a like a TV show song. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so. We have like 10 minutes, Chris. That better stay in.